Welcome to Hashtag Parenting Who Podcast, a podcast intended not just for parents or caregivers, but individuals seeking guidance around challenging behaviors or recurring and negative patterns in your life. Hashtag Parenting Who Podcast aims to have you asking, who am I parenting here, my child or myself? This podcast has a vision of you, the adult, stumbling upon a new relationship with the child you once were. Parenting is no easy task, but it doesn't have to be a burden. We are happy you are here. from hashtag parenting who podcast today is episode 25 of the podcast and I'm really excited to be introducing you to Michael Spencer and Michael has a business known as home energy purification let's purify dot energy is her website and this was a really fun and fantastic conversation because Michael previously worked as a mental health counselor and decided, and she'll speak uh, to the process that she went through, but decided to give up her licensure and focus on her business, Let's Let's Purify.Energy. And when I think about my idea for this podcast, it really, Michael's story really sort of follows the principles of really working on and connecting and knowing self and doing the best that not just doing the best that you can but aligning yourself with what your desires are and so for that we need to make space and so she's created a whole business around how to do this and I could have talked to her for hours it's just uh it's for me it was kind of a new concept and it's in the way that she's offering her services, it's just uh, done in a really simplistic and organized way. And so I, I want you to, you know, for those who may wonder about different practices that she speaks of, uh, she'll talk a little bit about crystals and how she uses crystals in her work and white sage and uh, bay leaves, other herbs, uh, She speaks a little bit about energy fields. So some of this stuff deviates away from what you would know in sort of the confines of mental health. And we speak even a little bit about that. And I'm really excited for you all to hear this. So Michael has a Master of Science in Mental Health Counseling from Shippensburg University. Uh, She also has credentials through Modern Day Priestess Mystery School and Institute of Modern Wisdom. Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 and Reiki 3 trained and she has uh, this fantastic website like I said if you check it out it's uh, let's purify.energy and on here she has oh and she also hosts a podcast I almost forgot yeah she has the let's purify podcast so you can check that out from her website it's the let's purify.energy forward slash podcast and so she's just posted episode 16 clearing the decks And there was a really great episode that I talked to her about, which I believe is episode 11, letting go to discover what is essential Elizabeth story. And so that uh, gives you more context along with the others about what purifying 
home energy purification is all about. So I really just want to get this started because I'm so excited for you all to hear this. And I definitely will be uh, connecting with Michael again at some point to do some more uh, podcasts with her because it was just such a great learning opportunity for me. And before I leave you, I just want to encourage you again to go to the Parenting Who podcast dot com link and from there you'll find a link to iTunes where there are ratings and reviews and if you could click on a rating up to five stars and write a review for hashtag parenting who podcast we really do want to hear from you and I am open-minded to all criticism critiques comments compliments questions (laughs) Uh, so please leave your comments there and uh, thanks very much for sticking it out uh we're episode 25 season two things are going strong and uh thanks for being here i hope you enjoy this episode as much as i did hi michael uh welcome to episode 25 of hashtag parenting who podcast thank you it's so good to be here yeah and so you come from pennsylvania correct i do yep south central pennsylvania about 45 minutes west of harrisburg and for me, I think um, that's probably maybe a six or seven hour drive. Okay. So that we're yeah. actually a little bit closer than I thought. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a friend in Delaware. And mm-hmm. so to get to her, I think um, she's about nine or so hours is Delaware. It's probably closer to you than I'm, I'm saying, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I think it's about three hours. Okay. On, yeah. Traffic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, is it the turnpike or something that I have to drive through Pennsylvania that I kind of curse when I go through there? <laughs> <laughs> that could be for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So you, um, I'm so excited to talk to you today because you have been trained and worked previously as a mental health counselor. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is that you're now working in the area of home energy purification. So mm-hmm. I can see how the mental health training really informs that. And so I'm really excited, Michael, and if you could share with me about that decision to transition and to change and go into a different direction. Yeah, absolutely. It is a fascinating thing. And it was fascinating for me going through that process. So I went through the mental health master's program and, um, you know, went through all of the initial training and um, eventually became licensed. And after I got licensed, it wasn't too long before I decided to start a private practice. And, you know, I did that and I was really kind of creating the practice of my dreams. Um, Right before I decided to transition out of counseling, I was working out of this small log cabin in my hometown and it was really quaint and amazing and I was doing trauma work and there was so much of that that um, resonated and was, was what I wanted to be doing. And then I just started having these inklings of um, wanting to feel a little bit more Uh, freedom. And there was something for me, and I know many licensed professionals are able to um, work and kind of walk both of these paths of being really heart and soul centered and intuitive and bringing in um, more of the spiritual aspects of our lives into the realm of kind of the more formal um, counseling 
and and I just wasn't able to do that. I really it was a big mm. challenge for me to balance my emerging spiritual awakening and the way that I wanted to work with people, um, incorporating energy and, and like kind of the formal, oh my gosh, my words, the confines. No, I know exactly. You know, it's, it's interesting because without even talking to you, I know exactly what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. There's this formality that, and our licensure and our regulation, and there's this sort of um, you know, tight box of ethics and mm-hmm. uh, professional standards that we have to adhere to. And so you're, you're saying like your heart, soul, intuitive, the spiritual aspects, you really just didn't feel like that was, um, you were able to work within that tightly wound box of, of practice standards. Exactly. And thank you for putting words to what I was fumbling with. because That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. And around the same time period, I, I had done a bunch of um, physical body cleanses um, for a couple, but about a year and a half, I was doing seasonal 21 day cleanses. And so I was really purifying my body. And in that process, I was purifying a lot of emotions and kind of at the cellular level, just clearing out a bunch of old toxins and old stuff. And I started looking around my home and realizing that I wanted to purify my living space of old stuff that might have felt toxic or or stagnant. So these are things that I had attachments to, uh, like the actual literal stuff in my closet. One closet in particular was what yeah. kind of kicked this off. And I wanted everything in my surroundings to really feel like it resonated with me and that it <clears throat> reflected the person that I was becoming. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was the most hands down, the most liberating experience of my life because I was allowing mm-hmm. myself to look at these objects and decide which ones I truly wanted to carry with me into my future and which ones I wanted to let go. And it was a big process of going, okay, but it may not be socially acceptable to let this go, or this was a gift that maybe I shouldn't want to re-gift or I shouldn't want to give away. And so really I had to tap into a lot of beliefs and we'll talk more about that. Mm-hmm. What happened then was also this, uh, so this was my home energy purification process. And mm-hmm. what happened then is I ended up kind of wanting to purify my license and purify out, you know, <laughs> the way that I had been practicing, yeah. even though I had yeah. created this whole thing that I thought was what I wanted. So Mm -hmm. I took a hiatus for a month. And and fortunately, the clients that I was working with at that time were, um, it was interesting, the synchronicity, because as I was kind of winding down and I hadn't been taking on new clients because I kind of had a sense this was coming. And as I was heading into wanting to take a month hiatus and move out of this cabin and start working from home, Uh, most of my Mm -hmm. clients were in a place where they didn't even need referrals. Like the work that we had done, Mm -hmm. they were, you know, they felt ready Mm -hmm. to, to move on. And some, you know, I referred to care so that, you know, they Mm -hmm. didn't have a a break in care. I wanted to be really mindful of that as I was meeting Mm -hmm. my own needs. And so I took a hiatus and was really just feeling into like, what do I want to do along with, uh, 
at that time, I was still really struggling with the decision to let go of my license. Of course, I had gone to graduate school. I had gone through all the pieces. Mm -hmm. I'd worked really hard to achieve this license status. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so I imagine that was really, really trying that, that to, to come to that decision. So that's why it's so fascinating to me because, um, sorry, if I yeah, could just interject course. for a second, um, because the idea for my podcast, hashtag parenting who is the idea behind it is, um, I imagine like a parent, and those who listen to my podcast, they'll hear this all the time. But I imagined a parent just going to Google and doing a search on their parenting because maybe there was behavioral issues with their child. But then also through reading and accessing some resources and information that there would be this moment, this aha, and that's like the spilled coffee aspect of my logo. <laughs> uh, and then the, the who and the question mark is like, okay, wait a second, am I parenting like the inner child in me? Mm -hmm. And, you know, is it me that really makes to, needs to make substantial changes? Or is it, you know, yes, I am looking for parenting resources. And so the story that you tell to me is really about that, like awakening within yourself, mm -hmm. that is that piece to it. And um, so I, I just love, I love that, uh, even though you were struggling, and I can imagine how difficult it was to sort of say goodbye to all that hard work, there's just this whole other experience over here that is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is interesting because on the intuitive or gut level, the decision was very easy. I knew I've known it, you know, I had known it for probably nine months or so before I actually put my license on inactive status. And it was the executing of it and, you know, kind of having my, my <laughs> mind and my logic catch up with, is this really okay? And, you know, mm -hmm. just like I knew not too far into my own home energy purification process that I wanted to offer this service to others, um, it took me quite a while, probably about a full year until I was fully um, kind of embodying that and embracing that and moving forward with it. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I appreciate the time and the timeline that you share because it really is not, well, it's interesting how there was this intuitive aspect that you say, you know, for about nine months you knew and that that part was fairly easy. It was just that um, the mind, I like how you said the mind and the logic needed to catch mm -hmm. up. And I, I will often say to the clients that I work with, um, I just always envision this like uh, funnel. Do you know mm -hmm. a funnel where it's big and round at the top and then it comes down to this narrow path. And so, you know, people come in with this like unhappiness and anxious and worry and sadness and grief and all of these things. And then part of that therapy process is um, sort of like what you're saying is gaining that clarity and funneling down to like, what are the things that... Um, well, and even if you look up there, the part of it you just touched on is that social piece. And is it socially appropriate? I think you said too, because that's a big obstacle for people. And how do you come to that wise self that and come in touch with that wise self, connect with that wise self and trust it to lead you forward? Yes. And it really is such a difficult place for people to... Um, they're just, it's so foreign to them. And so a lot of my work, because I'm somatically trained, is about that aspect. It's not about the social constructs. Mm -hmm. Like I understand and I can validate 
you know, that, that structure and that difficulty to move away from that. But at the end of the day, it really is about the thing that we have control of, which is ourselves. And how do we reconnect with ourselves and follow that intuition, that gut instinct? Mm -hmm. And you've done that. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for validating that. And I love that visual of the funnel, because to me, it feels like kind of shedding some of those other things that come into our decision making when we know if we can tune in deeply into that wise self, if we can drill down into that, um, that will lead us where we need and want to go. Yeah. And it's, it feels, I'm imagining like that nine months. Um, and then I think if I understood you correctly, it was an extra year. So we're talking almost close to two years here that it took for you to kind of go from that intuitive space and place into fully, um, you know, working out of your office and doing the home energy purification. Is that correct? I think the nine months and the year were kind of running concurrently because it was, I knew both that I wanted to let go of my license and that I wanted to offer this particular work around the same time. And then it was working through everything that I needed to do in order to actually allow myself to to truly move forward with where I wanted to go, even though it was such an odd pivot, you know? (laughs) I'm curious about that comment, an odd pivot. Odd in the sense that it was so, did it feel drastic away from the the direction that you were heading in? It did. You know, I felt I was, you know, working out of this little cabin and happy in a lot of ways. And that also was starting to feel really stagnant. And so so it's interesting, you know, to feel, um, you know, and in our work with people, right, we often feel multiple ways about something. It's not, oh, I'm just happy. It's, you know, well, I feel happy and satisfied and also a little stuck. And, um, you know, so honoring all of that and, and noticing that. And with the home energy purification work being something that I created out of my own experience. And then I'm able to help serve people because I have this counseling background, even though I'm not formally counseling people anymore. It's just such a strange thing to be offering a service that (laughs) it doesn't have a a place in the mainstream. Like I used to be trained in um, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing EMDR. And a lot of Mm -hmm. folks know what that is. You know, or it's like, oh, I do trauma therapy. Mm -hmm. And this is like, I do home energy purification. And it's like, what? (laughs) What's that? Okay, what does that mean? (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and truth be told, I didn't know what it meant. And um, yeah, so I did go and I listened to uh, one of the podcast episodes. And it was actually episode 11. And don't ask me why. I chose that one. Maybe that's what was live around the time when you and I booked okay. this, uh, which is possible. Um, and so the title of that episode, uh, and this is on your website, which I'll link in the right. show notes. Um, but that episode was letting go to discover what is essential, mm-hmm. Elizabeth's story. And I resonated so much with, um, for myself and also for um, those that I work mm-hmm. with. There was one piece that she talked about um, and she might have been in Mexico or something, but she talked about like sitting in a room drinking out of a mug and it wasn't her mug. Mm -hmm. And it was just this like, 
you know, it gave me this idea of under, I started to understand then that, that aspect of the purification piece, because we do get attached to, like you said, the, the mug that was given to us for a mm-hmm. gift or, um, you know, some, and it's, I guess you could say not socially acceptable to be giving away gifts. And then there's that guilt that we come with. And so that's what you talk about when you do your work, right? It's if we could just um, flip over to that. So it really is about, um, and these are words from your website, Chris, getting crystal clear about what you choose to carry with mm-hmm. you into the next phase of your life and a process of letting go. And so her comment about the mug to me just was about that. It's just a mug and it's, I'm in this space and place with these four walls and um, you know, it's a good place. Mm-hmm. And so she spoke to, uh, I think the less scary side of her experience in a way that she was on the other side for those who are still hung up on and holding on to things. Yeah. yeah. And, and Elizabeth's story is interesting because she let go of so much and moved across the country. Um, she actually moved to New Mexico with very, very few possessions. And so that can be one person's idea um, and manifestation of home energy purification. And it's beautiful. So taking that kind of minimalist approach and at the same time, home energy purification doesn't need to be and, and is not limited to that definition. So thank you for, yeah, thank you for saying that because you did clarify that I think in the next episode and that helped me to understand it a bit more too, because the minimalist aspect is like you say, one other person's idea. And so it's, it's just different, right? Exactly. And so if someone's going through a box of their old belongings, that's been in the attic or in the back of a closet, it isn't a better process if somebody gets rid of everything than if somebody mm-hmm. chooses to hold on to most or all of the contents of that box. The, the mm-hmm. purpose of home energy purification is to sit with and to notice, do I really, on a soul level, on an intuitive level, do I want this in my life? And so we may have things that are in the back of the closet that we get out and we go, oh my gosh, I forgot I had this and I want to hang it up or I want to wear this shirt or you know whatever that thing is. We might get really excited about it or we may go, oh my gosh, that's been sitting there. When I look at it, I feel a little nauseous. I need this mm-hmm. to be out of my life, my experience. And then there's also the invitation for sure if we have a super strong reaction and maybe some of our items are connected to old trauma or old, you know, really mm-hmm. deep pain, I always encourage people to get mm-hmm. the, the counseling support that they need. So it's also not about, mm-hmm. well, this makes me feel sick when I look at it. So I'm just going to get rid of it as if that gets rid of mm-hmm. everything associated with that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily resolve it just to throw it away, which is why I also mm-hmm. bring Um, energy work, um, teaching people how to use energy tools to shift the energy of that stagnant stuff, as well as shifting what's going on inside them. Mm -hmm. So if you could, Michael, share a little bit about the the energy, because I know as well, um, again, from your website, 
um, the, the personal energy fields. Can you speak a little bit more about that? I know you're Reiki trained as well. And so maybe, and is that what you're talking about, about the energy fields or is that something mm-hmm. different? Yeah, it's, it's that and more. So we all as human beings have an energy field that you know, radiates at way, way beyond our body. And everything in our experience has energy with it as well. So that's just kind of the nature of being in the universe is that everything is comprised of energy. So, you know, that's why we can, you know, have that sixth sense that we just kind of sense thing Mm -hmm. um, or we can really tune into, you know, sometimes we can start to notice that we might have a difference between what we're feeling emotionally and maybe what we're feeling in a felt sense, you know, that our emotions Mm -hmm. are part of our energy field as are our thoughts. And then sometimes we can also feel things energetically. And so we've got Mm -hmm. our own personal energy fields as well as the energy of the objects. And so, you know, a lot of times if people open that attic door, that closet door, they take the lid off a box, they can feel um, whether that energy associated with that room or that box feels stagnant or heavy or, um, and they might have an emotional connection to it, like, oh, it feels angry. Um, And being able to be aware of that and empowered Mm -hmm. to be able to begin to shift that because Mm -hmm. what everything outside of um, our beingness everything that we see outside of us so I'm looking at a bookshelf right now that has books and um, oracle card decks and some buddha statues and Mm -hmm. everything that I'm seeing in my experience is a reflection of what's going on inside me and in my energy field and so that's also true of all of the stuff stuck in the attic or tucked back in a drawer that I choose to ignore or deny really bothers me. And so when we can start to look at those things with eyes of love, because we're looking at ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So when we open up that drawer, and as much as we may not want to deal with the experiences connected to that, or maybe people that are connected with certain things, or the, the objects themselves, it's all a reflection. If those are our objects, it's all something that's going on internally. Mm-hmm. So when we start to, mm-hmm. uh, and this is one of my favorite things about doing this work is helping people to bring that love and tenderness. Um, you know, I have a person who I was connecting with around this work and she had a lot of stuff going on in her basement and she sages her house every day. And she doesn't sage her basement. And, you know, she had stuff down there she did not want to deal with. And so we just talked about how that sacred practice of burning sage in a space that you don't want to go into can kind of soften that a little bit. Um, Yeah. So I want to give you a chance to, um, if there are clarifying questions or other directions that you want to go, I want to Sure. Yeah, no, I, um, well, I'm curious about that example because I'm wondering if it was through the work that she realized that she was avoiding staging the basement. Like, because I believe that some people uh, don't even realize that they're holding on to things that, or that they're avoiding certain rooms 
um, in their house because they come with all of this energy that you're talking about that most often is probably so powerful that it's just a sensation that felt sense that has them going the other direction because they don't want, you know, if they go in a different room rather than that room, then it uh, decreases the felt sense. And so therefore then that becomes their coping strategy. But in this case, I'm wondering if through her work, obviously her openness to work with you, um, did she even realize if she wasn't staging the basement or did she know that, and it just was a piece she had to work through with you. Yeah, I think in that case, um, and of course, I don't want to speak too specifically about that um, no. experience. And I, I think I can say, I, I think she had a sense that there was avoidance there for sure. And yeah. and that and what you're describing of that becoming a coping skill of just yeah. keeping the door closed, you know. It's, I, and I this just generally comes up a lot. You know, I'll talk with yeah. people yeah. about, you know, what, what level of um, upset or distress or dread, I usually use that word, like what level of dread do you have about these objects or this particular room? And some people will say, oh, well, it doesn't really bother me at all. I just don't go in there. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay. And so that's reflective of how we can shut off rooms inside ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I just don't think about yeah. that and it's fine. It's like, okay, yeah, and, and when yeah. you do imagine opening that door, what comes up? You know, and sometimes yeah. it's a real flood of emotion. Yeah. And what's amazing, though, is that once we start doing some of the work, it often becomes much easier. You know, it's like mm. these things are more, what's that phrase, paper tigers? You know, that they seem really well, big and scary. And then once you get in it, it's like, you know, this is all right. I think I can do this. Yeah. Um, because I think, like you mentioned earlier, the thoughts, it's a part of us as well. And it becomes, for some people, the thoughts just become, it's like, um, what do you call that? A hot air balloon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just start taking off and uh, and we lose control. And, uh, and then with the support of someone that's, you know, wa slowly walking us through stuff, mm -hmm. Uh, and and the desire to want to do that, hence the you know the initial contact mm -hmm. to do the work. I think is, but I also think it speaks to the openness for the individual. And I always with people that I work with, I'm always about you know putting it back on them making that phone call mm -hmm. and having that willingness. And you know maybe it's out of desperation because things aren't going very well in their life at the time. Maybe it's not, but. Um, you still made that phone call. And so you have it within you. There is this, whatever you want to call it, inner compass, intuition, uh, gut instinct, whatever we want to call it. There is a something that when we can connect with it, and in, in this case, in a supported way or with me as a, as a clinician, mm -hmm. um, I do believe that it can get easier. Yeah. Because I think we're aligning ourselves with what, what needs to happen and, and with um, deep down what we really, I mean, for, for the person and, you know, I, I can appreciate there was a specific example there about someone that you knew, but there's a lot of people that have a room that they avoid yes. um, for different reasons. And so if we just use that on a broader sense, you know, for, for anyone um, avoiding something in their lives, it doesn't even have to be a room in their mm -hmm. house. Um, it, there's resistance there and there's fear and there's these ideas that it's this, you know, scary place, but, um, 
you know, to find tools like burning the sage. And actually, I was going to ask you to clarify that a little bit because I'm not familiar with that practice, but how it's, I think you said soften the space. And so I'm curious about that, uh, that particular, particular tool that you use. Yeah. So, and I wanted to speak, I will definitely address that. And I wanted to say too, that one of the reasons, because the, you know, the, the denial and the avoidance when, when we're uncomfortable about going into a space and, and we've just created that coping mechanism to like, oh, I just don't go in there. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons that I don't work with people in their homes. So I do all of my work over the phone and over the computer. Uh-huh. And okay. it's really to help be that support. So I take sort of a coaching model um, while making sure that there is an over-reliance on me to kind of do the work. And, you know, as, um, as a counselor or therapist, that's also, you know, it's important to make sure mm-hmm. that there's a good balance in the expectations yeah. around who's doing the work and whose work isn't. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so that works really well for the model that you, that you work from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's neat to, be able to check in with folks as they're going along without it feeling like I need to be present in their space for them to do the work. Integrated. Exactly. So burning sage is, um, you know, I've always heard of it as a Native American practice, although many people who have spiritual practices now will do this. And um, I like to get loose sage. You can also get um, sage bundles uh, and they're nice for doing like big ceremonies outdoors. Sage bundles of sage leaves all tied together tend to start burning. Mm-hmm. I have seen it. Yeah. And they, they really yeah. burn like they, they smoke for a long time. And so in a closed space that can sometimes be a little much. So I like to get loose sage mm-hmm. leaves and I actually grew sage um, for the first time in my garden and I dried it. And so I have nice. sage from my garden and nice. you simply, you know, you have a fireproof container. Um, again, a lot of folks these days, and this is what I use is something called an abalone shell. And so abalone is some sort of sea creature that then it, you know, its shell ends up um, available for such use. So um, <laughs> that I can hold that in my hand and have, a piece of sage Mm. burning in there. And then I usually have a feather of some sort that I will Mm -hmm. waft the smoke into the area that I'm wanting to clear or kind of freshen the energy. And so I'll, I'll do that with my own energy field, just kind of wafting the smoke down my body and as much as I can get it behind me. Um, (laughs) And then, and a person, you know, you can sage anything you know, you can sage anything mm-hmm. in any space that you feel like needs it. And so that's where we really get to bring in intuition and that gut feeling and, and trusting that and just experimenting with it then. Yeah. And um, just out of curiosity, the sage specific, is is that, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Time sage, all of those things. Why sage specifically? I'm curious. That is just so out of all the other herbs that we could burn. Mm-hmm. Herbs. Yeah, that is. So the white sage is just what I've always heard is 
Um, and I think it, it burns okay. well, particularly and traditionally okay. that's what's been used. And yeah. it feels, I can feel it making a difference in my own energy field and in my home. And wow. I know some folks burn bay leaves, I think. Okay. And so there are a couple mm -hmm. other things that people will burn. And I also burn a wood from South America called Palo Santo um, that has a really beautiful, sweet kind of pungent smell. And I, I think it's just kind of what's come down traditionally. And there is science mm -hmm. around the specifics of white sage. So if listeners are interested in that, you can certainly find um, okay. the benefits and like articles and things online. Yeah, I can I can look up some stuff and link it on the show notes. Yeah. Um, okay, so is I'm imagining Michael, there are some more um, when you're when you're talking about the energy fields and purification. Are there some more tools in your toolbox that you use that you want to talk about? Oh yes, it's my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> so yes, there Perfect. are many things that we can do. So sound vibrations have the ability to shift our energy. And so if you've ever had um, a rattle or a drum and that's you've sounded it close to your body, you can probably feel those sound waves. And even, you know, if you're um, in a car that has really loud bass and, you know, you can mm, feel yeah. that bass beat, mm -hmm. you know, impacting the energy field. And the reason you can feel that is because it's moving through those sound waves and, and bumping into the body. Uh, so I always encourage people, if there's something that feels really stagnant or stuck, that if you have a rattle, and you can make a rattle really easily just by putting, you know, beans in a, a plastic container, you know, they're dried beans, mm -hmm. there you go. So you don't have to go out and buy fancy things to do this. And, you know, it's neat to have drums and rattles that have different types of sounds and vibrations and just rattling around, you know, let's say in a closet or around a box that it's like, Oh, I'm really, I don't want to open this. Um, that can really shift things up. And so it's, again, it comes back to that experimenting and noticing and the more tools that we mm -hmm. have the better. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. any types of sound tools like that, including music, you know, so if we think about, let's say, an attic that has a ton of old stuff that we've been avoiding and we don't want to clean out, what happens to the energy in that space if we take uh, a radio up there or, you know, whatever way you play music and you put on something really inspiring or funny or upbeat, what happens in that space? You know, if we've been denying that, it's even bothering us. Mm -hmm. And then we start to feel it and go, okay, I do acknowledge that this is a challenge for me to get in this space. And then we just go in, you know, if we just go in there and turn on, you know, Uptown Funk, if you know that, are you familiar with that yeah. song? That's a pretty yeah, popular yeah. <laughs> upbeat song these days. Yeah. You know, what happens if, you know, you turn that song on or some other song that feels really good? Uh, it can... Yeah it can shift everything, right? Because then what happens is we're shifting the energy in that room. We're also shifting the energy right. in ourselves and therefore our perspective. So I, um, the other day I went to um, 
an office. I was, they were providing a service that I was purchasing. I won't say who it was or whatever. Um, and it was very quiet. There was no music. There were, um, very drab walls. Like I walked into the space and it was not a very nice feeling. And when you're talking about this, I was like, when I was standing there, I was like, I don't know how people work in here because I would need a radio. I would need music. And exactly what you're talking about, like you explained energy fields earlier Mm -hmm. that radiate from our bodies and also um, the external experience around us. Um, I wouldn't want to work in that place. And I can absolutely see in your example about how you can do this practical thing, which is bring music into a a dead space and alive in the energy. And so I just have this big smile on my face (laughs) because I totally understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) it makes total sense. Definitely. And I love that you have that example that you can bring in. That's like, oh yeah, because I think, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes when I talk about energy, some folks are like, "Mm, I don't know if I really get that. And like, I'm not intuitive or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you just nailed it. Like walking into that space Mm -hmm. and it feels dead going, what would happen if there was some upbeat music or just pleasant music, you know, depending on what the mm-hmm. case is. And mm-hmm. so, and what I like to think of with home energy purification too, is pairing something that we really love or something that's beautiful or something that is vibrant with something that we've been avoiding or something that feels stagnant or dull because it, it just because it makes a difference. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I encourage people if they have a practice of experimenting or using crystals for healing or mm-hmm. just even for decoration, what happens if you, for a little while, put that amethyst, you know, that beautiful mm-hmm. purple vibrant amethyst mm-hmm. in your closet? What happens? Mm-hmm. What if what if you just put it outside the closet door if you're not even ready to open the door? And so mm-hmm. this is very much also about meeting people where they are. So it's not right. like, oh, you you know, in the next 36 hours, you have to go in and clear out these boxes. No. <laughs> How do you do it according to what your inner rhythms say? And it's also challenging that, oh, what is that word? It's almost like inertia when it's like, well, I'm so used mm-hmm. to not going in there. We are going to challenge that. We are Mm going to go there. It just doesn't necessarily mean we're going to go there by ripping the door open. We might go knock Mm -hmm. on the door. You know, I have a, there's a podcast Mm -hmm. episode where I talk about a ritual. What if for a week you just go by that door and you knock on it three times? That's all. Mm -hmm. So you've got the the vibration happening. You've got ritual. Mm -hmm. You know, you're bringing your open heart to knocking on this door and you're letting the contents inside know I'm coming. And when we do that, yeah. what else are we doing? We're letting our subconscious know and that stuff inside yeah. that we don't want to face. We're letting that know, hey, I'm coming. Gonna be opening yeah, we're dusting it off a yeah. little bit and trying to awaken it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's fantastic. And at the, like the meeting them where they're at is so incredibly mm-hmm. important because it can be almost traumatic, not to sound dramatic, mm-hmm. but traumatic to have not slow down and walk someone through that experience. We have to do that in a slow way. It can't be quick because there is so much meaning behind the reason why they're not walking through that door. 
And what is so important to me along with that, and, and I think, you know, therapists who are listening will understand this particularly, and anyone I think can really connect with this, is I, 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 I'm fine if people use this word to describe their process and it resonates for them. I don't use the word purge. Because to me, that is a what and and again, it's what it brings up for me for some people that can be a really good tool to be like, I just need to purge this. Great. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily encourage people to go that direction unless they have a real strong need for that. Because it can feel like just go in and clean everything out without discernment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I got Mm -hmm. it all out, you know, whether we're talking about the physical purging of I got everything out of my physical system or, oh, I got everything out of this closet or I got everything out of this drawer and I threw it all away. And it's like, did, was there a process there of integration? Was there a a meeting of that shadow that we've been Mm -hmm. pushing away? Was there um, a connecting point with that which wants to be integrated and the letting go consciously and purposefully of what we really truly no longer want in our lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's again, like not just ripping open the door and throwing all those boxes in a dumpster. No, let's mm-hmm. go through them. Cause it's part of us. We don't, we would never subscribe to throwing parts of ourselves away. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so, um, it just sounds so eloquent. Like it really is this honoring piece that I think also empowers, you know, I'm just imagining the three knocks on the door, for example, and going through that process and maybe eventually getting in there. And, um, like you said earlier, like once the process starts, it, it gets easier, but, you know, to approach other things in life ongoing and in the future for that individual, they've had this experience that I feel like it just builds and builds and builds, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. And that's, I love that you just said that because that leads me into um, home energy purification is a process. So it has these five distinct areas of intention setting and visioning and grounding and being mindful and, energy tools and intuition, and then the practical and logistical aspects that all need to be addressed when one is going through a big process. And then it also becomes a spiritual practice or or an energetic practice or a daily practice, whatever word resonates. So I can walk through my house now and see a book on the bookshelf or see an object and go, "Mm, oh, that no longer resonates. And it's handy too. You know what? I was just cleaning. This is such a funny example. And I think many people can relate to this. I bought this deodorant a while ago that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it just doesn't work mm-hmm. for my body. And so mm-hmm. it's barely used, right? So I've got this pretty much mm-hmm. full container of deodorant that I know I'm never going to use again. And it's mm-hmm. been sitting for two months. And I just cleaned my house yeah. yesterday and I thought, I, I've got to let this go. And so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask my sister if she wants it. You know, it's like, 
she's yeah, you know yeah. we're intimate enough friends and sisters it's like okay yeah. here you can scrape the top part off and <laughs> yeah. it's it's got organic ingredients i can compost it and then recycle the container so that it's not okay. just sitting there you know right yeah because it's dead yeah. energy it's like, like you fun. you didn't right yeah, it wasn't going to go anywhere, but you also, it sounds like you didn't know what to exactly. do with it. Exactly, <laughs> right. At the time, yeah. yeah at the time. And, and yeah. I think sometimes it's the yeah. commitment. For me, it's going, I know that I'm complete with this. Like, I know I'm never going to use this deodorant again. And right. sometimes I'll think now that I have home energy purification as this practice, where is this going to be in five years if I never take it out of my bathroom? It's going to be sitting right here. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't work mm-hmm. for me anymore made a purchase no, that didn't work no. I gotta face that because I don't want it just sitting there and if somebody else can use yeah. it maybe most people are not going to share their deodorant and you know if it can yeah. be shared with <laughs> someone else or you know can it yeah. be composted recycled let go in some you know as healthy a way as possible because yeah. I don't want my house to be a landfill of things that I don't yeah. want to deal with and I don't oh I don't know what else to do with yeah. it so I'm not going to do anything so now I get real yeah. creative or I Google it, you know, what do you do so, with deodorant? Like it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm just, as you're sitting there, as you know, as I'm learning more and more mm-hmm. from you um, and I'm being mindful of yep. time, Michael, and, and I, and I um, think we'll get ready to wrap up, but uh, I definitely feel like there's room for other episodes for you and I in I the future. Um, especially be- yeah, because I'm like, thinking of my medicine cabinet and I'm thinking of the, uh, <laughs> the cabinet over by the fridge. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. So you've got me, you've got me definitely thinking about a lot of things. Um, so it does, I just to acknowledge, it does feel a bit premature to wrap things up here now yeah. today, but, um, I do want to say that I think that the information that you've provided is super valuable. It really even got me thinking. And I think that the listeners will really start to think about different things. And, um, you know, just some of the purification tools that you talked about, like the the rattle, the drum, the music, uh, the crystals and the ideas behind that together with the idea and the concepts of energy fields and, and burning sage to uh, make a room feel lighter and easier to walk into. I just want to thank you so much for your information. And um, where is, uh, I know your website is letspurify.energy, mm-hmm. but is that the best way for people to get a hold of you, Michael? Yes. My email is michael at letspurify.energy, and that can be accessed through the website. And that is a great way for people to connect with me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I also know that on the website, it talks about um, both the clarify to purify and the full on purification. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty descriptive. But if you wanted to take a quick minute to just explain those services, I'd be happy to hear that. Yeah. And interestingly, I just signed up for a business coaching program. So I think some of my offerings are going to be changing in the coming months. And for now, ah, okay. and, and, and I think what's going to happen is the Clarify to Purify is probably going to be incorporated into just having one full um, coaching style sure. program. And yeah. the Clarify to Purify yeah. interview and planning session is really neat because similar to that idea of knocking on the door, it allows a person a safe and sacred space to explore 
via me asking a whole lot of questions about their stuff. And the feedback Mm -hmm. that I get about this is, you know, wow, I just, I know I just don't like going in this room or dealing with this closet, but nobody's ever asked questions like that before. I never made that connection. And, And people make such amazing insights about what's been holding them back. And one of my favorite Mm -hmm. questions to ask is what percent of your life force energy do you feel like is being diverted or sucked away by the presence of this stuff in your life? And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It can be sometimes between five and 20%. That's a lot of life force energy draining Mm -hmm. away. And and then it also Mm -hmm. takes some energy to be in avoidance you know? Oh, absolutely. And so that's one of the things that I like to, in a really loving way, leverage for people, because it's like, we can do this, you can do this, you can get through this stuff, and you can reclaim that energy for yourself. Imagine Mm -hmm. what you can do. Even if 3% of my life force energy is draining away from me, it's like, no, I want that back. You know, let alone 15% or 20%. That's a fifth of my energy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a great context. And so also uh, speak to me about the podcast, Mm -hmm. Michael. You have a podcast. Let's Purify. Let's Purify podcast. And I do a variety of things on there. Sometimes I'll talk about uh, a particular way of working with energy or... Um, I just did a, an episode that'll be coming out Wednesday about um, gifts, you know, and being a more conscious giver oh. so that we're not contributing yeah. to other people's stuff that they're going to have to purify eventually. And <laughs> then I also, I do interviews with people about their relationship with their stuff, which is the, you know, you had uh, mentioned the interview that I did with Elizabeth Farmash. Right. Um, there are other yeah. interviews. I actually interviewed my mom, which was really neat. And that was an interview oh, where she was not ready to start dealing with the big places in her house, like the attic and basement. And she was ready mm-hmm. to start purifying um, these smaller areas. So she talks about, uh, I think, a dozen different spaces that she purified, mm-hmm. like her spice cabinet and her clothes closet. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's so neat and inspiring to hear other people's stories. Yeah, amazing. So those are the types of things on your podcast, Let's Purify. And uh, once again, the website's letspurify.energy. And I want to thank you so much for your time Mm -hmm. today, Michael. And I don't think this is the end of you and I talking (laughs) again. I really really do see us doing some more. Yeah, Yeah, I do see us doing some more. Uh, podcast in the future. So have a great day and thank you so much for All being right. here. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you for joining me today. Please remember that information provided in this podcast is not therapy and is not a substitute for receiving help from a licensed or regulated healthcare professional. For more information on this episode and links discussed here today, please see the show notes. Please also visit my website, which includes more resources and social media links, as well as ways of getting in touch with me at julieclarktherapy.com.